welcome to another episode of Toast and Jam. I'm Alex. I'm Brian. I'm Nathan. And today we're going to be talking about Weezer, Say It Ain't So. Now before we get into this, you guys may notice a theme in all of the songs we've done so far. What's that theme? Mm-hmm. 90s alternative rock. Wow. And so I think I think we owe it to my mom, who's probably listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. to Hi, explain <laughs> the genesis of this podcast real quick here. Do it. Do it. And jam. Absolutely. So Brian and I were playing, uh, decided to play 90s alternative rock songs, acoustic style, and... You know, just for fun, dad band, old man dad band, you know? That's right. And uh, so for a while, it was just you and I just jamming, Mm -hmm. picking random 90s songs. Picking really good songs. Really good songs. Really good songs. I was over here getting really jealous. (laughs) What? You're jamming? You haven't invited me? (laughs) What? And so Nate finally made his way over, shoehorned his way in, (laughs) made his way over, and of course... As Nate usually does, come up with a brilliant idea. Of, <laughs> That's right. Hey, why don't we make a podcast about songs and the song meanings, the song titles, the song, the the background of the band, and the feelings it gives you. The like, well, when I was listening to you guys, I was like, "This is awesome." And then you guys stop, and then we start talking about the song, the things we experienced, the things we went through. The backstory, stuff I've never heard of. And I'm like, oh, that changes the song for me. Totally. And then the light bulb just went, bam! I think but, I think the exact words you used are, is after we got done talking, you looked around and you went, dude, this is a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I kind of went, yeah, that's a good idea. I like that. Yeah, it was... It Hence, was, Toast and Jam. Toast, toast and Jam. jam. So, Weezer is an American rock band formed in L.A. in 1992. Vocalist and lead guitarist Rivers Cuomo... Which is a total hippie name, right? Totally. He, he had hippie Absolutely. parents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With a name like Rivers. I, what's his middle name? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I don't River know. Moonsong. Edges. <laughs> Rivers Moonsong Cuomo. <laughs> Drummer Patrick Wilson, bassist Matt Sharp. Or is it bassist? Bassist. I like bassist. I'm going to say Most okay, bassists bassist. are... Sh- oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> bassist, the fisherman. And original guitarist Jason Cropper. Actually, uh, the drummer for my old band used to say he was a drummist all the time. A drummist? drummist. Not a drumologist? Not, Not oh, a drumologist. Whoa. 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 Hey, hey. Are you, uh, Nate, would you consider yourself a rapologist? Uh, no, I am an SEOologist. SEO. <laughs> I've never called myself a bassologist, so, you know. I'm a beerologist. A beerologist. Beer okay. Yeah. Nice. Cheers to that. <laughs> I'm a shooting the shitologist. <laughs> <laughs> the band had its first practice on this is the craziest thing that the speed in which this band gets signed and gets mm-hmm. it's just it's outrageous. The Lightning. band had its first practice on February 14th of that year of 1992. Their first gig, their first gig was closing for Keanu Reeves's band Dogstar. Yes. And shortly after that, Weezer signed with Geffen Records in on June 25th of 1993. So February 1992 to June of 1993, they're they're it's together. Not, it's not even a year and a half. They're together for just over a year, and they get signed to Geffen Records at that time, one of the biggest, one and, of the biggest record labels. Yeah. And Keanu Reeves was at their first gig. Good grief! Right. What's with that? I Man. actually I don't know. Uh, 
what I was watching or where, when, or why. And but I it was some kind of documentary or music documentary. But the lead singer was like, I know how to write a hit, and I can write a hit anytime I want to. Hmm. And that's all I remember of it, and that's all I know of. And then obviously the hits that I've heard of Weezer. But he's yeah. like, I could write a hit in any genre. It was weird. But anyways, that's the only thing that stuck in my head with Weezer. Because so. he is weird. He is super weird. <laughs> but but he's... Well, with a name like that, you know, like we're talking about. Right, but he's like the prince of of like this pop... Pop hits. Pop like, hits. Yeah, he, yeah. he totally is because he has a a library of thousands of song ideas and what he'll do now is he'll go and he'll they're all cataloged and 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 he knows the formula he's got a formula he he actually has what he said he's like i know the formula and i can write a hit i i read something about him that i haven't read about anybody else and i thought it was just pure genius is that he he thinks of lyrics and it may have to do with something or nothing but he'll write it down and I guess he has data sheets. Rivers, yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. He has data He's sheets. He's a data man. Of, he is of, a total of, data of like man. one line lyrics. And do you know how he categorized them? He categorized them by by syllables, syllable count. Mm. And I went, that's genius. Yeah. So when he needs an eight syllable lyric, he, he goes, goes he it. goes to the eight syllable section and goes, man, will that work? Will that work? Yeah, that that's, that that's, almost, that's awesome. It almost sounds so like soulless. Oh, it does. It sounds. Like I thought it was a great pick. idea, but because I'm all into that organizational stuff now. But yeah, I was like, no, wow. It, but it, when you think about like artists, like they say, uh, people that are creative and artists, they're the most unorganized. They they you know they have the dirtiest houses, not dirtiest, but uh, right. chaotic houses, chaotic bedrooms. Like it's very. But him, he's like ADD, data, yeah. data, 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 data driven, and then he has. The art form, it's crazy. It's it, a- it is it is absolutely insane because I think and, and you're right. Like it, it almost seems like sometimes some art is born out of that chaos, you know. And and it's I mean that's all the songs that you've been doing here that they're born out of pain and chaos. Really. And, and so to to <laughs> have so far, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you, we're have, lucky to have some of those songs because those people tried to kill themselves before they wrote their song. <laughs> you know, right? yeah, it's true. It's very true. It's just, it's insane to me how, um, I don't think he was always that way. Obviously, he wasn't always that way. Like, Rivers was not always so dialed in. Rivers, that's his name? Rivers. Rivers, <laughs> Rivers so Moonsong. Rivers. I heard yes. someone say his middle name is Moonsong, too. Um, <laughs> it could be. <laughs> I heard it on some podcast. <laughs> um, but he, um, he, there's no way he was always like that. There's no way. Most likely not, no. It, it had to have been something that was born of. You know what it was born of? His parents were so hippie, so let go, so don't worry, we'll live off the earth. And he was just like, no, I'm going to figure this world out. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to make it bend to my will, no matter what my name is. So not only were they signed to the largest record label there was around, they also had their their debut album was produced by Rick Ocasek at Electric Lady Studios in New York City. Which is a world famous recording studio, and Rick Ocasek, of course, is from the Cars, doing their their debut, producing their debut album, which is pretty amazing. Electric Ladyland, that was that was the Jimi Hendrix brand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So after signing to Geffen in '93, they released their self debuted, or I'm sorry, their debuted self titled album, also known as the Blue Album, in '94. So between '92 and '94, 
they come out with the blue album, which I fantastic. Yes, and to this to this date, I think it's Weezer's blue album and the, the follow up Weezer Pinkerton are my. They easily go in the top ten albums of all time for me. Really? Both both of them, they're so amazing. Why are they called the Blue Album? Is that because like, they there's just, a reason for that? Because they didn't it? have a title. Um, it was just Weezer, but the entire uh, album cover art was the four of them standing in front and just a blue background. Okay. And so they call just, it. Everyone calls it the, the Blue, blue Album. album. I mean, yeah, the, the cover. Oh, so there was no album title. It's just called. It's called. It was self-titled. It was they, called Weezer, but they call, again, like you said, they call it Blue because it's literally just a picture of the four of them in front of a blue I remember background. That picture. And everyone yeah. knows yeah. it. Everyone knows it as the Blue Album. And then subsequently in 2000, 2000 2001, they came out with the, the, the green, green Album. album. Which wasn't called the Green Album. It was just them in front of a green background. <laughs> and then they actually came out with the Red Album as well. Same thing. Um, Go with a it. A few years later. Yeah. Self-titled. I was going to say, all, it as let the red everybody album. else title it. That's I was going to say, all three of those are actually self-titled technically. Exactly. Right. Rivers yeah. was sitting going, we're not going to title any of these albums. I'm going to let everyone else title it. <laughs> they will title it for me. The data shows. <laughs> So this album, uh, released in 94, was backed by successful music videos for the singles Buddy Holly. Everyone knows. What a great That's video. That's the first oh my I gosh. I heard of Weezer. That was, that, the, that was the first I heard of Weezer too. That was the yep. most incredible. I'm, no, really? That's the first you heard of Weezer? It, it, it honestly know, was. I hadn't heard Sweater, the Undone, the, 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 yeah, they call it the Sweater song. I didn't song. hear that. I not heard that yet. My wife, and she's like, you gotta hear this song. Well, Undone, then, Undone oh, was actually so f- wonderful. That's the first song I heard from it, and I I was in love. I think, wasn't Undone the first single? That was the their first album? single yeah, off that album. exactly. Right. No, and that's that's a great song. It's just You gotta remember, I was listening to gangster rap, so to, to catch this stuff, you know, it was very few. It was the drive home late from work, and the radio, only radio, the only radio station out in the middle of nowhere playing the hits. <laughs> so, I, well, Buddy I, Holly came on. Look, I will, and I will, I will admit, I was there with you. That was a lot of what I listened to back in those days when that was coming out. I was just kind of switching to listen to alternative and rock also at this point. So I hadn't heard much of it, but MTV, who actually played videos back then, I actually I saw Buddy Holly and like I'm literally going, okay, these guys weren't on the show, these but it looks like nerds. it's like they I were on the show. Did nerds? Nerds. Oh yeah, pure it, nerds. It, like, it was a whole it was a whole new class of nerds. Yeah, like, it was. These guys were. And the it nerdiest. makes sense now that you told me how he his what his attributes are. What yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. oh, he's really really nerd. definitely not image driven. Definitely yeah. not. But I like that. I appreciate that now a lot. Well, this this guy was especially especially when this album came out, especially when Pinkerton Pinkerton came out. They just they had a sound that nobody had heard before. It was just it was it was a completely nerd driven was well, rock and roll. You say no image, not image driven. You think about when it all came out. There was you can think of all the what the labels were selling as far as image. Yeah. Even though they weren't image driven. Were they not their own image in that era of being released? Of course. So I, I don't mean to like like no, but no, but that that like, that's exactly it. Is that nobody, whether they did it on purpose or not, it was a different image that wasn't it, it stood out. Nobody looked like them, and nobody played like them. Yeah. There nobody played that kind of music. The, the alternative rock bands that were playing at the time did not play rock like this. You were talking about. Sounding different was it was El Scorcho was that on the Pinkerton album? That was Pinkerton, I think? yeah. There isn't a song that sounds like that one. Yeah, and and I'm telling it's you, it's so different. It, it's so different, but cool at the same. It's time. It's really hard for me to figure out which one I like better because 
whereas the Blue album is very dialed in, very produced, wonderful, but very produced album. Pinkerton is so raw, and Weezer has never done anything like that since. And I, it's hard for me to tell which one I like more. I think it might be Pinkerton. But, it has more but, of that indie sound a little bit. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. what I'm all about. I really do. I think I like that. I like that dirty kind of indie sound. So Now, you guys, wasn't it... I don't know if it was one on, on the episodes or we were hanging out at your house, but you, he had a rock opera that they've canned and put in the back in the database. Yep, Rivers. Until further notice. Until, uh, yeah, <laughs> until further notice. It was actually the follow-up to... This album, I believe, the follow-up to the Blue album, they he started writing a rock opera, and he didn't like the way it was turning out, so they canned half of the music, put it back, put it back into the vault, and they came out with the Pinkerton album, which at the time when Pinkerton came out was panned by by fans, critics loved it, but the fans hated it, and it was actually dubbed the worst album, uh, the worst album of, of the year by fans oh, really? and, yeah and some and some critics came out saying it was it was a triumph and now oh, they're it, just being bitter at that point give me yeah. a break and now it's 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 considered one of the best like albums color yeah that was the, <laughs> it was like a brown tan kind of color like just didn't it didn't look pretty Pinkerton, but man was it a good it, album. it did take a while to catch on but you know oh, man. eventually it did really so well so the the album name was pinkerton yeah it was that the first album name ever for them yeah but it was Tech- only their second that release went wrong Maybe that, that's why they they're like no more naming our albums. Yeah, we're done. We're they should have just went with the pink albums. album, right? <laughs> yeah, the pink I mean, they album. had a good, they had a good thing well, when going. When you said with Pinkerton blue. the first time, I was like, oh, it must have been pink. Must have been pink. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That that was pink actually name or tan. Yeah. Pink or tan. Pink or tan. Oh, the places you could go with that. <laughs> so going back to so, oh my god. <laughs> That's why I did not elaborate. I'll just leave that to the imagination. Uh, yeah, Carry on. Imagination. Um, going back to Say It Ain't So, uh, it, the Blue Album became a quadruple platinum success. So going back to Say It Ain't So, I was actually, this is one of those songs where I've, I, have, I have sung this song, I've played this song, and I've loved this song ever since the first time I've heard it. Mm-hmm. I never once really, really analyzed or thought about the lyrics and how... And, and now I hear it, and and I don't know how I didn't pick up on on what this song is about. It seems so obvious now. It right? seems very well, obvious. Please, please well, let me know. They say this song is a cathartic one for Rivers, who takes out his family's frustration in the lyrics. He wrote the music for the song and had the title, but didn't know what the song would be about until he remembered an incident when he came home from high school and found a bottle of beer in the refrigerator belonging to his stepfather. And I guess his original father, or his original father, his real father, birth father, his birth father. There, there you go. go. His birth, the his OG birth daddy, daddy was um, biological father. Biological. That's father. That's what Rivers would say. That's the right. Rule, yes. how, biological yes. father. My how how left gram- a bottle of beer? Yes, I know how, for sure because I tested the DNA. How grammatically correct of you? Thank you. Yes. No, it's perfect. So his biological father was an uh, an alcoholic. And his family suffered from alcohol abuse, and his father left the family when Rivers was four. So when Rivers saw the beer in the fridge, he thought his stepfather was going to go the same way. He thought his stepfather uh, was going oh to. Man, dude. He thought I his stepfather that. was going to repeat those same mistakes of his father. Yep. I got that same story. My my dad was an alcoholic. Stepdad, mom married, right? And I hate alcohol. 
because, well, obviously I don't now, <laughs> but I was young. It's different now. Yeah. And I found a bottle of wine and lost my shit. Like, I thought it was the end of the world. That's... Like, my parents were, you know, and it, like, but I was young. I didn't concept. I didn't understand, you know. But anyway, sorry. No, just, no, that, no. That's exactly that's what's exactly going on in the song. That's what the song is about. Because wow. he says, the very, the very first, first line is, somebody's hiney is crowding my icebox. Hiney. Somebody's cold one is giving me chills. Oh, man. Guess I'll just my close my eyes. right now. It's right? nuts. It, it, I never, I never heard this before. No, I, I was picturing, I always pictured him at a party. And he's like looking for something to drink, <laughs> and like someone else's drinks are just crowding the situation. You're blowing my mind. Keep going. I actually thought he said was drown in my icebox at first. I didn't get it. I'm like, okay, there's some metaphor here. I'm not picking up on. Wow. <laughs> so it also says uh, Rivers takes a uh, shot at his biological father, biological father, in this song. <laughs> in the verse, he starts with "Dear Daddy." After leaving the family when Como was four, Rivers saw Frank who was his father, infrequently until the time the song was released, at which point they renewed their relationship. When he sings, You've Cleaned Up, Found Jesus, he's referring to his dad's religious epiphany. His dad later became a Pentecostal preacher nice. and played drums in at his services, and Rivers really, yeah. really took to that. And it helped come to terms with his insecurities on stage because uh, he felt he never looked like a rock star and he didn't belong on stage, but seeing his father do it made him realize he had. Ooh, this is crazy. He had that like, gift. My stepdad and mom, they went and opened up a church, and like that was right around that time I found the wine, and it's like, wow, this is blowing my mind. Dude, he wrote this song about you, man. Yeah, <laughs> like for real. I just never picked up on it because they were nerds. Because they were <laughs> nerds. So um, the the stepfather's name is Stephen. And he mentions this. He mentions Stephen by name in the song. He wow. says, "Dear Daddy, I write you in spite of years of silence. You've cleaned up, found Jesus. Things are good. Also, I hear this bottle of Stevens awakens ancient feelings. Steven. Like father, stepfather, the son is drowning in the flood. Which, when I when I listen to those lyrics, I never thought of that. And now it is so powerful. The imagery, yeah, the imagery and and." Just, just the phrasing of how he's how he's wording it is so powerful. It seems clear as day. You kind of go, well, how did I not get how that? How did I before? not get? I think that. you mentioned well, that earlier. How did I not get that? I was sitting there when I heard the bottle of Stevens, or I was like, what alcohol? I haven't heard of that brand. See, like, I'm I trying did, to figure out. Like, I did the same thing. That? I did the same thing. I'm like, okay, this has got to be like Jameson or something Jameson, like that. Like, I'm like maybe Jameson's first name was Stevenson. I don't know. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. So, so did I. I. So did Stevens I. was a was a type brand. of alcohol, yeah. a bottle of Stevens, yeah. yeah, like a brand name. And now, now it just this song takes on a whole new dynamic. Your drug is a heartbreaker. My love is a life taker. This song is mm-hmm. this song is powerful. It gets in there. Yeah. Wow. It gets in there. It's pretty deep. Yeah. I like it. I mean, I'm. I'm beyond intrigued at this moment. Like I can't wait to listen to Seriously. it. Seriously, and I can't. I and also I, I want to go back to this one real quick on the the first line of the second verse. He says, "Flip on the telly, wrestle with Jimmy." Yeah, D- Jimmy is the name of his brother. Jimmy's his brother. I That's always, what I assume. I always thought that line though was about masturbation. <laughs> Flip on the telly, <laughs> wrestle I, with I, Jimmy. I see oh, what I like. Oh man! Oh, that's now you good. see that. I always thought that's I what it was about. I never, I never I, put that together. I pictured little brothers wrestling. I that's 
Yeah, but I li- hey, yeah, that I, works too. I literally <laughs> pictured people wrestling, but wrestling I went with Jimmy. <laughs> oh man, let's see. That's you, now see that goes right in the bank of. I mean, can we go down all the euphemisms here? But yeah, that, you know, I'm gonna go Does wrestle with Jimmy. Really okay, so. have a brother. Yeah, seriously. Jimmy. Yeah, I'm sure he does. That's what he calls his. That's his little brother. His little brother. <laughs> My little brother Jimmy. He wants <laughs> to wrestle tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how he talks to his wife. We're never gonna say these lines again from here on out. Can you and not take laugh. Jimmy down tonight? <laughs> Jimmy's feeling strong tonight, baby. It's cold outside. Jimmy's gonna stay in. Cold outside. Oh man. So to Weezer and completely blowing my mind when I first when when I really realized what these lyrics are about. Um, I love Weezer. I always have. Yeah, so to, great, we, to Weezer, great they're great still band. dropping good stuff. And they stuff. still are. That feels oh, like are. Summer Song. Oh, man. I actually really like it. It is good. I, I have to admit one quick thing. I never at first thought too much of Weezer outside of Buddy Holly, but the more I listen and the more I find out what's going on, man, I've gotten more into them. I respect them so much as a band because they're very talented. They're I respect incredible. him a lot more now that I understand how data-driven he is because I just think he... Because I remember seeing that interview and I was just like, well, that was kind of cocky. But you think about when they started and how fast they started and they're still going hard with hits. Uh, hats off, man. Makes Absolutely. Data driven. I, I love that shit. So. so to everything you are, Weezer and Rivers, we, we salute you. We toast you. Cheers.